Well, jokes on those people who thought we were uncool in middle school and high school because we banded together as adults and now we have a Twilight podcast with 200 total downloads. So take that. Welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three very cool grown adults <laughs> revisiting <laughs> books from our teens, and it's totally cool. It's been so long since we've recorded this podcast, um, and it's a whole new year. I mean... There's a civil war now, I think. Yeah, yesterday is the day that the U.S. had a civil war, and I'm, I can't even with that. So today's going to be chaotic. By the time this comes out, uh, Good luck. who knows what will have happened. <laughs> I'm scared. We might actually have the Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Yeah, By the too. time this comes out, there will be one day until Joe Biden takes office. So oh, good luck to all of you out there. Um, uh, stay safe. Stay hydrated. Stay inside. Okay. Yeah. Love all of my American friends. But wow, it's exhausting being so close <laughs> to you guys. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we should introduce ourselves now that we've talked a lot. <laughs> I am Sophie, and as always, my randomly generated YA title of the day is The Spoonful of DJs and Yarn. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's from the second Mary Poppins movie. Yes, yeah. there we go. There we go. That's 100% one of those books that has like a lime green cover and yeah. the title oh, is yeah. written in like loopy cursive. 100%. Honestly, yeah, this feels more like a 9 to 12 book, like one of those wacky mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. 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 I dig it. I dig yeah. it. I mean, if you want to DJ, you want to knit, you live your best life here yeah, for it. Yeah, you know what? Just a spoonful of it, though. A little Just bit. a spoonful. <laughs> a smidgen. Just a smidgen. <laughs> what about you guys? Who are you? Please, tell me. <laughs> I forgot my name in the like month that we haven't recorded. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> my name is Sam, and my randomly generated YA title of today is The Tomfoolery of Gills and Haberdashery. Oh <laughs> Those are two very good words. I know. Gills is pretty good, too, but we're biased. Yeah. It's kind of a lot altogether, I will say. Yeah. I was really scared I was not going to pronounce haberdashery right. <laughs> yeah, you got there. No, I think you got it. Yeah. Honestly, that sounds like just the f- like a tomfoolery makes it sound like a weird name for a group of animals. Like yeah. a tomfoolery of like toucans or something is like yeah, yeah. one of those weird facts where it's like, did you know a group of toucans <laughs> is called a tomfoolery? <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be so good. A group of haberdasheries is called a tomfoolery. <laughs> Wait, can we call a group of halibut a tomfoolery? Because they have gills. Uh-uh. And, yeah. they and have, they're foolish. They're and foolish they're, indeed. They have, they're haberdashery-ish. Anyways. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm going to submit this to a fact website. Anyway, my name is Hannah, and my randomly generated YA title for today is my covenant of blood oaths and politics. Holy sh! It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> dark. <laughs> it's a dark one. Definitely a vampire book, though. So that's oh, yeah. Like I would witches. Oh, or witches. I would totally read that book. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine the cover. 
Me it too. also doesn't have any images. It's just text, but it's like oh, yeah. red yeah. and black and has like thorny bits, you know? Yep. 100%. Yeah. Very, yep. very slashy writing. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I'm into it. I probably wouldn't read that book, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would wait for Sam to read it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam can read it first and tell us if it's good. Exactly. I mean, that's what we always do, isn't it? Yeah. Damn, <laughs> is this book good? Please tell me. And then you get one of two responses like, no, it was awful. I couldn't stand it. Or like, oh my God, you need to read this book. It was the best thing of my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fine. The only two sides of Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, um, unfortunately, those aren't the books we're reading this week. The, the books we're reading this week is once again Twilight and Midnight Sun. So, uh, do you guys have like a summary, perhaps, for us of those things that we did? I mean, unfortunately, yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's kick it off with some Twilight summary, chapter eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Complications. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a super eventful chapter from Bella's perspective, but Edward and Bella become unhealthily obsessed with each other, striving to ask 20 questions to each other at any moment they can. There's some deep, deep sexual tension going on during those biology movies, which I just have to say, having two days of movies in class in high school. Oh, that's wild. Wish I had that often. Yeah. And then last, turns out the complication is Jacob and his dad coming home with Charlie to ruin Edward and Bella's moment with Billy shooting daggers with his stare at Edward. Wow, just like we predicted. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) What about Midnight Sun? So this week we had to read two chapters of Midnight Sun to keep up with Twilight very creatively titled complications and another complication. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I laughed. I was like, wow. Oh my God. Wild. Yeah. It's classic. But luckily this is because we actually get some extra content. It's not just rehashing the exact same scene over and over. So the first of these two chapters covers the time from the lunch of last chapter um, in the cafeteria to the end of that same day. And in addition to the same stuff we get in Twilight, so mostly the conversations, we get to see Edward and Emmett's attempt to get a date for Angela and (laughs) the confrontation when Edward gets home from school, which is mostly Rosalie screaming at him and Edward agreeing with her until she doesn't know what to do and leaves. The second chapter starts with Edward going into Bella's room without, quote, the usual guilt. So that's cool. Great. Love that. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) It also covers Edward's interrogations of Bella's favorites, but we actually get new parts of the conversation, which is great. It's not just like the exact same dialogue as in the Twilight chapter. So love that. So like Edward, we learn a lot more about Bella that we didn't before. We also learn that Jasper and Rosalie have a bet on Edward killing Bella this weekend. (laughs) 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 And then Edward monitors the visits with the Blacks, then has a nice visit himself with Esme. Um. That's that. A lot went on in these chapters. Yeah, I uh, I actually think the end of the Midnight Sun second chapter probably covers part of the next Twilight chapter also. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. we'll get to that when we get to that, I guess. I'm just like so on board with this new energy 
for this chapter and I hope onwards where Stephanie Meyer was like, you know what? F- what I wrote in Twilight, I'm just going to go off the rails and write <laughs> new stuff. Yeah. Like this whole, yeah, the whole Midnight Sun chapters where there's like a specific part where she specifically changes what Bella says. Yeah. In Twilight for what her response is in Midnight Sun and then just like keeps going from there. There's like a moment that you can almost pinpoint where she was like, I hate what this conversation was before. (laughs) And then just goes into a new thing. And the new conversation is so good. It is really good. Mm -hmm. I really like it. (laughs) Yeah, I really like getting to see more of the things Bella likes. Some of the things that it's like, oh, these are Bella's favorites. It was like, yeah, of course, this is Bella's favorite. Like, yeah. <laughs> but some of them I was very entertained by. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I really struggled reading this Twilight chapter. I yeah. found the conversation awful. <laughs> like, yeah, so did I. So boring. Like, I just hated their interactions. And weirdly, like, it just stuck out like a sore thumb that in the Twilight chapter, Stephanie Meyer just like didn't refer to anything specifically like she kept talking about the cd in like nebulous terms wouldn't Mm -hmm. say who the artist was like wouldn't talk about any of the movies that bella was listing or like any of her other favorite things yes so it was just like a relief to get into midnight sun and be like oh good (laughs) she's actually listing some things yeah yes yeah i was weirdly shocked that we got the name of the CD specifically for some reason. Yeah. Which was, in case anyone's wondering, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory, which yeah. I never listened to. Yeah. But Sam, that seems like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, o- I only knew the one song in the end. <laughs> I don't know. But what even mattered. <laughs> oh, that's Linkin Park? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I listened to the whole CD while I was reading the Midnight Sun chapters. <laughs> Oh, smart. <laughs> Just to like live my best life. I love yeah. that. Definitely more of what I would have been into in 2005 during my, you know, very dramatic, emotional teen years. Mm-hmm. Not as uh-huh. much into it right now. <laughs> I am. I believe that. <laughs> I completely reverted back to my high school self through quarantine. <laughs> That's totally fair. I mean, here we are doing a Twilight podcast, like yeah. hard thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> A fun thing about the Linkin Park CD, though, yeah. Did you did you guys see that it also had a edition come out this year? Yeah, no, because it showed up on my Spotify. Yeah, so like it yeah. came out in 2000, and then in 2020, the 20th anniversary edition came out. So it's yeah. like I don't know if that was her being like, it's a fun thing where this. Well, I guess she wouldn't have known. No, presumably yeah, she not have been writing this book for 15 years. Not even presumably, we know that. Yeah, because it would have been already at the editing and publishing stage. Anyway, that's just like a really fun coincidence then. Yeah. (laughs) Midnight Sun came out the same year that the thing she referenced did. Yeah, anyway. Can I tell you uh, (laughs) the only thing I know about Linkin Park (laughs) (laughs) from my teenage days? Which is, I knew one song of theirs and was obsessed with it. And it was numb, which I feel yeah. like a lot of people know. Yeah. The reason, oh no, <laughs> the reason I was obsessed with this song is because it was in a 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles AMV that I really liked. <laughs> I love <laughs> about, that. About Leonardo fighting the Shredder. <laughs> So and I was good. like, this is the best video I've ever seen. This is like my new favorite song. Like, I'm so into it. Uh. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah. good. Oh. So good. My it's, God. I did recently rewatch it. <laughs> good. I'm glad. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. <That's> good. <laughs> did anyone else like go on a deep dive of all the things she mentioned to make sure that they came out before 2005? <laughs> No, I only did a couple, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just want to make doubly sure. <laughs> I, know, I didn't I did find one. So the only thing that I found is that she specifically says like, oh, Pride and Prejudice, the movie is one of her favorites, but only the eight hour or whatever version with Colin Firth. Yeah. And the other version didn't actually come out until November 2005, which is after when Twilight was published. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> technically it was released in September at TIFF, but maybe like does would Bella have known that? <laughs> this would have been going on around like what, October? Because it was the start of a school year. So it would have been like was October. January. Was it? Yeah, I think I looked that up in the first chapter. Oh, okay, then never mind. I might be wrong, but I think it was. Oh, yeah, because the grizzly bears are coming out of yeah. hibernation. Yeah, so it's spring. Oh, right spring. Yeah, okay, take well, it back. Unless it's 2006 or later. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe this book is set in 2006? Yeah. Maybe? Uh, I don't know. Wait, no, we do know. We can know exactly because Edward died during the Spanish flu in 1918 when he was 17. It's been 100 years. It's been exactly 100 years. Didn't the flu last like over a year? Yeah, it lasted like two years. Yeah, so it could have been whenever. Yeah, so he could have died at like 19. Do we know his birthday though? We could Uh, math this out. I I bet we do. I bet it's on a wiki somewhere. Edward Cullen. So he was okay. No, that doesn't really narrow it down, though. Nineteen. He was born in nineteen oh one, and he died. At Wait, 17. does that mean? Does that mean Twilight was set in two thousand eighteen? Wait. Wait, Wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh no, two thousand and yeah. Eight. What? <laughs> yeah, let's math. Okay, wait. Okay, he would have died nineteen oh one plus no, one hundred seventeen. <laughs> No, 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 no. He was born on, in 1901, which means that he died in 1918 because he died yeah. when he was 17. So 1918 yeah. is when he got turned and then 100 years later. Yeah, so it's 2018. It should be, it should be okay. 2018. Whoa, wait. Wait a second. <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait. Hold yeah. on. Did we just uncover a huge flaw? <laughs> I can't. I can't. No, there's no way. It's dying. Oh my god! Didn't the first movie only come out in 2008? I'm crying. Oh my god! Yeah, me too. It says, as stated in the first and second novels, he was born on June 20th, 1901, in Chicago, Illinois, and frozen in his 17-year-old body while dying of Spanish influenza. Okay, wait. Ten years after. Excuse me. What the? 
Okay, wait. Man. This okay, doesn't... okay, here. What? Is he like a hundred cumulative years old, maybe? Not wait, is that it? He's one hundred. Oh, it's cumulative. He's a hundred and four yeah, years okay. old together i was about to lose it <laughs> but that's okay, yeah. alice is f-ing on tiktok <laughs> oh my god she would be Whew, okay i need to calm down <laughs> that was yeah, me too that was a lot Oh wow! I just want Twilight set in 2018 now. Okay, so we're fine. So, guys, I I have the Twilight fandom wiki open, and in 2003, the Olympic Coven returns to Forks. In 2004, the presence of the Cullens causes Sam Yuli to become the first shifting werewolf. In 2005, on January 18th. Bella Swan and Edward Cullen first meet at Forks High School. Wow, beautiful. Okay, Okay, but to be fair, like what I'm reading is that people are doing all this math based on the fact that the book came out in 2005. Like, there's nothing to say that it's actually (laughs) happening in 2005. I I could be wrong, but... You know, I refuse to believe that it's set in 2018. <laughs> okay, but I mean, this wiki has like a timeline from before 2500 BC all the way to well 2007. But apparently, in 1844, Jasper Hale is born in Houston, Texas. In 1663, Carlisle is turned into a vampire. In 14 14- Hundred to fourteen ten, the Quileute werewolves kill their first vampire, and oh, around a thousand A.D., Kate, Tanya, and Irene, Irina are turned into vampires by Sasha in Slovakia. That is a Van Helsing reference, one hundred percent. Anyways, oh yeah, probably. Yeah, based on at that point, you probably wouldn't be able to resist, right? Like, I'm I mean, you have to other vampire stuff in there. <laughs> oh, guys, in 600 AD, the Egyptian coven and the Volturi go to war. Wow, <laughs> I want I want to read that book. <laughs> Me too. She's like writing, apparently writing a Jacob and Renesme book, which nobody wants. No, nobody wants I want it. this 600 AD prequel. Yeah, Me too. Dang, that's the one I want. Dang. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'll write that fanfic. Okay. Whew. Okay. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, took a okay. turn I was not expecting. <laughs> what were we talking about? Yeah, let's get back on track here. <laughs> anyway, the other Pride and Prejudice movie would not have been out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. uh, wow. Whew. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine. The only other thing I wanted to state, there was a blatant lie in this book. And it oh, was yeah. that the Princess Bride book was way better than the movie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the book is good, but only because it is word for word the movie. <laughs> like, like I've never read a book after seeing a movie and was like, they a hundred percent stuck to it. And it, I mean, read the book; it's exactly the movie. It's a really, it's a good movie, and it's a good book. I don't know; they're exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time that's ever happened in my experience. <laughs> never read the book. It's pretty good. I like it, but I also really like the movie. So anyway. Okay, so we know this already, but Bella goes into more detail about her favorite books, and they're all like very popular classics. 
Mm-hmm. Like she's into like Austin and she's into Bronte and she's into like Narnia and like all of those ones that are older and well known. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Like I know there are people who like those books, but it does kind of fit a specific I don't know, tropey image. Yeah. In when we rewrite Twilight in our fan fiction version. (laughs) I want Bella to be a girl who is like obsessed with like nine to twelve fantasy about like prophecies and cats and dragons. Like can her favorite book be like the Warrior series or something? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Isn't that kind of what the because she mentions the Anne McCaffrey's dragon. That's Dragonlance, right? Yeah. Aren't those yeah. pretty like prophecy dragons y? I don't I haven't them. read those. I've been meaning to, but aren't they also like older classical kind of Yeah. They fit into that genre of Yes. Old. <laughs> the the if you I've only ever looked at the covers and they look like they're from the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> or yes. the eighties? I don't know. Sometime. Yeah. And they specifically mention this book. Well, Edward pulls it out because it's the one book that she's read that he hasn't called Tooth and Claw by Joe Walton. So I just Googled that real quick to see what it was about. And the summary is uh, similar to that of a Victorian romance with the obvious difference that the protagonists are not human beings, but dragons. Oh, man, <laughs> I want to read this book now. It I know. Yeah, it's just like. I looked it up on Goodreads and was like, and yes, I need this book very badly. (laughs) This is going straight into my to-read list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So to list the books, right? Like she says all the classics, Narnia, Gone with the Wind, Douglas, Douglas Adams, David Eddings, Orson Scott Card. Like that was kind of out of left field. (laughs) And then in particular is like, what? (laughs) Well, Douglas Adams, like, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is like such a nonsensical series. It's one of my favorites, but I'm like, I would not necessarily think someone who loves all of Jane Austen and Chronicles of Narnia to be like, and Douglas Adams. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I could be wrong. (laughs) Do you think that she left off Harry Potter as like a direct... (laughs) snipe because like it was always harry potter versus twilight for a while oh really i always thought they were different like target audiences yeah they were but i don't know at least from what i remember because i was like deep in both fandoms at the time it was like always like i don't know twilight was always compared against harry potter and that like it would never be harry potter kind of thing Mm. So I'm, I was just like, I don't know, because she mentioned Narnia specifically. And I know yeah, the first yeah. Harry Potter book came out in 1997, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so Bella would have read it. You would think, if you've read Narnia, like, Harry Potter. Well, and she would have been exactly in the target demographic. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. So, yeah. I don't know. I was just, I, I was like, just in my head, I was like, is this a silent snipe? Which, like, fair, given J.K. Rowling. <laughs> You think by the time this book was coming out, there would have been a question about like saying Harry Potter in your book, you'd have to like pay J.K. Rowling's estate. I wonder. Oh, maybe that's why she's just like, nah. <laughs> no, maybe that's a good point. Who knows? I figured she was just picking these kind of like generically popular books 
Yeah. Just yeah. because they're generically popular and not like, I mean, people really like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and some yeah. of these other ones. Yeah. But it's not as rabid as things like Harry Potter or Twilight or like the Hunger Games later. Yeah. Like, I just, I just want to know is Tooth and Claw like Stephanie Meyer's favorite book? I'm guessing these are all things that Stephanie Meyer likes, and that's why Bella likes them, honestly. Yeah, a lot of them are just like, like you said, ones that like, oh, everyone read these in school or whatever. Mm -hmm. The question I have about this and carrying on with like all of the other answers to the questions that Bella gives is, did she know these things before she wrote Midnight Sun? Or did she get to Midnight Sun and be like, hmm, actually, what is Bella's favorite candy? Yeah, I wondered that. Yeah, related to that, I read this chapter and was like, this doesn't feel like the Bella we were yeah. meeting in Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some of this seemed like I really enjoyed these chapters, but some of the characterization seemed a little odd. Yeah, like I started being like, oh, I'm so excited to like learn more about Bella. And I was like, ah. it's almost like by picking these movies and books she's building a character that wasn't the character she built in the first book <laughs> yeah yes. yeah one of bella's favorite movies is the empire strikes back which like obviously is an amazing movie i'm obviously. so stoked that bella likes star wars but also bella likes star wars <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> like does she okay wait she's read all this sci-fi and fantasy and doesn't know what a vampire is <laughs> I, I mean, questionable. That's going to be the dis suspension of disbelief thing, right? Yeah. Also, okay, wait. I completely forgot that she listed Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> like, yeah. That is such a wild card. I know. So shocking for Bella. <laughs> Just, really, Bella? <laughs> really? Like, can you imagine Bella laughing at slapstick? <laughs> Oh no, or like very dry English humor. Like, no. I <laughs> okay, but it's fine. I honestly felt like it was just like a bunch of Easter eggs. Like, oh, let's just pick this popular thing and this popular thing and this. And I was like, really? I agree. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although she did list one of her top travel destinations as Prince Edward Island because she likes Anne of Green Gables. And like, as a Canadian, I was probably yeah. a little bit too psyched about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, Prince Edward Island is great. Everybody Hell should yeah. go there. Their beaches are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I just wanted to say like, started off really strong. <laughs> I need to stop swearing. With <laughs> <laughs> started off really strong with the like vivid sense memory of a tv on wheels and vcr getting rolled into the classroom yeah. <laughs> i was like wow yep i wrote that too yeah i was like i am there <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm existing in that room <laughs> mm -hmm. i know exactly what this is like okay that leads me to a question that i had reading this and both Edward and Bella's chapters, they talk about, like, as soon as the lights go off, there's this, like, crazy, like, electromagnetic humming between them, this wild, mm -hmm. like, secret horniness or whatever. I'm like, what? what? Why? Yeah. Is it literally just because they're <laughs> horny in the dark? Like, is, I, I, do, I don't 
get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I didn't really get it either. Like I I for me I was like I do remember some of a feeling of like you're so nervous yeah. when someone is like sitting next to you. I was like, yeah, I would kind of attribute a feeling like that as a teen like I don't know your crush is sitting near you and you're like (gasps) (laughs) but like I don't know was it supposed to be like a vampire thing yeah (laughs) that's what I was wondering I think it's just they got horny emotionally Uh horny (laughs) they're just emotionally horny for one another they just want to hold each other's hands so badly so bad you guys yeah I think it was honestly just like that they just really wanted to hold hands. It's like that whole, you go to the movies the first time with your crush and it's like, oh, how do I like put my arm around her stealthily? Or like, how do I do this? And let's like, do I hold her hand? Do I hold my hand out on the chair to make it obvious that I want to hold my hand? (laughs) Exactly. I say all this like I've done nothing of this. I haven't. I've done none of this. But (laughs) I've consumed a lot of media. So (laughs) that's, that's why. I've gone on movie dates where I could see that the guy was like holding his hand out. Yeah. I wasn't into it, so I was just like leaning away and feeling super awkward for two hours. Yeah. So maybe it's just the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. So imagine the opposite of that feeling. Got yeah. Okay. Now I get no, it. No, I it was it was weird to me because yeah, when I started it, I was like, oh yeah, that feeling like when you're really excited that like your crush is near you and you're 17 and you're like, wow, this is amazing. Should we hold hands or is he looking at me? And you're like uh also which happens in this chapter like overthinking every single move and word and everything but the longer she went into describing it and especially in the midnight sun chapters it yeah it turned like oh there's something like physically happening here yeah (laughs) like like it's not just them being nervous it's like no there's something that they both are feeling that is like a thing yeah she made it seem very physical yeah what was tripping me off i think yeah and i'm wondering if it's like a vampire yeah like bella's powers maybe does she she has powers when she's a vampire right yeah but there's powers maybe oh maybe it's to do with the like how vampires are supposed to be super attractive to their prey right maybe it's an element of that where whatever he's doing is vampirically drawing her towards him yeah, and that's what I was thinking. Like, maybe it's her, like, human reaction, like, being like, oh, shit, there's a vampire, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe they'll explain it later. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. I think Edward, like, tried to explain it as just because the dark is mysterious or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. That doesn't really do it for me personally. Yeah, I don't. I still don't understand it. Even if it's hand wavy <laughs> vampire magic, I need more than this. Hand yes. wavy vampire magic. Exactly. <laughs> there were a couple moments in the Twilight one that the that made me like laugh. The just the way things were phrased when Mike is talking to. Bella about Edward and he's like trying to be all protective and he's like uh, he looks at you like you're something to eat <laughs> and, and like Bella laughs and the, the I don't know I was laughing very hard at that because like as a 29 year old human I'm like 
You know, in like romance scenarios, people <laughs> use that kind of description a lot. <laughs> like, it's not. If you're going by that, then like every lead male character in every romantic situation book is a vampire. <laughs> Literally, the first book I've read this year had that exact line of dialogue. Yeah, in a sense to romance and I was just like it's used so often that yeah when I read that line I was just like yeah yeah it's always like hungrily or like you know they the over dramatization of like they need you to live so we're equating it to hunger yeah yeah it's like in every book ever yeah 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 okay can I say something about that I thought that was gonna be one of those things where it's like, oh man, we're going to get to see Edward's perspective in this in so much detail. He's going to be like agonizing about this phrasing and being all Edwardy about it. And I was like, I'm excited to see Edward's reaction to hearing Mike say this to Bella. Literally, the reaction in Midnight Sun, all it is is I cringed. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we have like two full chapters of Edward being the biggest drama queen on the planet and like the one time where it's like, oh, I really want to hear Edward's like angsty drama queen thoughts about this one specific line. He doesn't have any. Are you kidding me? I feel so deprived. <laughs> oh my God. We've been spoiled thus far. <laughs> yeah. He's like literally just undergone like being raked over the coals by Rosalie. And then he's just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Well, he spends like the entirety of the first Midnight Sun chapter basically moralizing every decision that he makes, right? Like, his whole thing is about how he can't just want something. It has to be morally, objectively good. Yeah. So when something comes up to, like, remind him of the fact that what he's doing is not morally and objectively good, he doesn't react? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, some of the writing decisions in these books just confuse me especially because it's coming from mike's mouth right yeah he'd get like angry and i guess like later we get like oh mike is pissing me off or whatever but like yeah it's nothing it's just like cringe well a lot of cringe yeah okay no the most absolutely cannot hold a candle to the most cringy part of this book which is when bella says her favorite gemstone is topaz oh my God. because that's the color of edward's eyes right now i, <laughs> I, I thought it was so cute how both of their favorite colors are each other's eye color <laughs> it was like oh this is dumb but like it's really cute <laughs> i turned away from my book while I, I was like i can't right now this is i'm gonna cringe into the sun I was like, this is the teen emotions I was here for. Yeah. I, I love the color brown because it's the color of your eyes. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anyone actually said that to me, I'd probably swoon. Yeah. That's fair. Also, like, objectively, the only wholesome thing Edward has thought about Bella, probably. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I've probably just reacted like that because I think like dark brown eyes are like the most beautiful thing in the world and seeing that acknowledged in a book I was like oh yeah Sam you have gorgeous eyes oh thank you (laughs) just saying (laughs) just saying I think my 
eyes are ugly, Damn. so thank you. People always, say, people always say that. They're like, oh, like, dark brown eyes are so boring. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they're so gorgeous. Anyway. Yeah. The other extremely relatable part that Bella talked about is uh, when she said, and the inescapable jeans. <laughs> 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 like yeah i feel that <laughs> i've worn only sweatpants since march of 2020 yeah i don't know that i wore uh non-leggings even before that <laughs> since yeah. 2019 maybe i'm in a full sweatsuit right now yeah it's great Same. matching gray sweater and gray sweatpants which i have been wearing since saturday that's a yeah. quarantine vibe though <laughs> all right should we get back on track yeah i guess so. i don't know i had a fun time reading the midnight sun chapters my first note is just like a very big ah because it's the part where edward is like no one has a better brother than mine when he's talking about emmett (laughs) i was like i was gonna say (laughs) oh that was so cute yeah my thing was gonna be i bet you guys can't guess which one specific line (laughs) <laughs> just made me coo. Yeah. <laughs> it's this one. Oh, it's so cute. But also, why are Emmett and Edward in the same class? Emmett's pretending to be a year older than Edward. Oh. Edward's an advanced placement? Is he? In advanced Spanish? Maybe Emmett's really bad at Spanish? I mean, that track. I think I saw a TikTok about how Emmett would like deliberately fail classes so he could be in the same class as Bella <laughs> after she <laughs> <became> <laughs> That that yeah, that rings a bell. I feel like that is a thing. That's hilarious. Yeah. I just like the whole scene where they're trying to get Ben to ask out Angela. Oh, it was so good. It was good. It was just like nice. I was like, uh, because it's been a month and I don't remember what happened in the last chapter, Edward's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) For context. Because Edward's been trying to, like, find something nice to do anonymously for Angela. And then he realizes that she has a crush on this kid, Ben. And he also has a crush on her, but they're both too shy to ask each other out. Because for both of them, their only character traits are quiet, nice, and smarter than they seem. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, yeah. But Edward devises a plan with Emmett to make Ben jealous by making him think that Edward wants to ask Angela out. But Angela likes some guy named Ben <laughs> instead. <laughs> it's very ham-fisted, but very cute. Yeah. But did either of you read this and just like in your head be like, but everybody knows Edward is like obsessed with Bella. And yeah. I'm like, in a small high school like that, I'm like, everyone would know. So if I was Ben, I'd be like, wait, what the fuck? You're cheating on Bella. I need to also stop swearing. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I thought it was like funny, whatever. But at the, at the same time, I was just like, this is so unbelievable because the entire school has never seen you be interested in someone, and like you're literally attached to Bella at the hip. And I find it very hard to believe that Ben doesn't believe that. But then again, sixteen-year-old boys are oblivious to everything, so maybe except for maybe. Bella, apparently. Yeah. 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 I think this is the first day that they're attached together, though. Like, I still, th- I think this is still the first day that he picks her up. Isn't it? So maybe same? Ben didn't notice okay. yet. Oh, maybe. no, it's the same day. Oh, oops. <laughs> what? Yeah. But still, like, everybody noticed them in the cafeteria together. That was, like, the whole yeah. plot of the last chapter. 
made like it would have made more sense if they if they made it are Emmett and Rosalie are they pretending to be siblings or are they no so Emmett Edward and Alice are pretending to be siblings and Rosalie and Jasper are pretending to be twins oh they're all pretending to be adoptive siblings yeah which like I don't know why you wouldn't just be or no I think wait no Rosalie and Jasper are pretending to be foster kids so they're not technically yeah okay because I was like could you have then just been like pretend it's Emmett who's wants to ask Angela out uh, I think everybody knows that they're dating uh, I think it's pretty obvious that it's like Alice and Jasper and Rosalie and Emmett okay yeah sure was anyone else also annoyed by the persistent Jasper erasure in these chapters? Yeah, yeah. he just like everyone's talking about him and he's not there. <laughs> he's not there. I, like he has he even had a line in like the last however many chapters? Like I don't remember the last time he had a line. Like I think he's had two lines total. Yeah, I'm salty in about this because it's the most interesting only. one. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, he's just off screen uh betting against <laughs> Bella's <laughs> life. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. Me too. Yeah. I had to read it twice because I like didn't really understand what was happening. But when it was just like I was trying not to think about that. <laughs> when Edward first realizes that there's a bet going on, he overhears it in Emmett's thoughts. And then yeah. he's just like it was still 14 minutes until I could punch him. <laughs> I also like that Emmett calls Edward out on being smug. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. The other, uh, there was, I just had like a, at the end of the first chapter of Midnight Sun, when Edward drops off Bella He's like, oh, I'll see you on Saturday morning. And she's just like, oh, well, like, don't show up with your car. That would kind of give it away. And he's like, there won't be a car. And she's like, what? And he's like, there just won't be a car. And then he, like, very dramatically, like, leaves. And there's a huge implication that, like, it's a vampire thing. That there won't be a car. (laughs) Yeah. I really just wanted it to be, like, Carlisle dropping Edward off. Play date with his friend. Oh man. I hope that's what happens. That would have been really good. I just think that would be great. Have a good day, sweetie. (laughs) Uh, Not that I'm just bound to be disappointed. Yeah, Yeah. I think I think so. Mm -hmm. Alas. Okay. I mentioned earlier. I found Edward's characterization to be kind of weird in this chapter. Mm -hmm. Part of it is that I don't know. I feel like Stephanie Meyer was almost like stuck by the dialogue she chose the first time because a lot of what Edward says is like quippy and flirty and jokey. And his internal monologue is absolutely nothing like that. Like nothing he says out loud to me fits with what he's thinking. And it's so jarring to have him like make a joke when you've just read four paragraphs of him like waxing poetic about (laughs) how Bella's turtleneck fits her so nicely or whatever and then he makes a joke yeah it's so weird it's it is weird because I mean we've talked this to death but it's like he keeps you know going from super into this to like oh god I'm the worst monster I'll ruin everything but it just seems like he was going on like this upward slope to like 
oh, maybe it's okay that I'm enjoying being with Bella. Maybe this is fine. Like, I'm having a good time. And then he just, like, tanked back into, I'm going to murder her and I'm sinning and this is all terrible. And it just, it it doesn't really seem to fit because in the conversations, like you said, it seems like he's still going towards having a good time hanging out with Bella. Yeah. But in his head, it's just, like, (laughs) all dark and terrifying. Yeah, it's so odd. And it doesn't, you don't get the impression that he's trying to like put on an act for Bella of like being jokey and funny or whatever. So it, it it's like portrayed as these are Edward's thoughts and like Edward just says what he's thinking. But then his, what he says doesn't line up with anything that he's been thinking. Yeah. It just seems like there was a, better way to like marry the old dialogue with this like new characterization we're getting of Edward but it it just doesn't quite land for me I found it kind of jarring because correct me if I'm wrong but like obviously later especially for New Moon Edward like realizes or decides that he's like oh it's bad for Bella for me to be here so we gotta go which like feels kind of like where this internal monologue is leading right like it's sort of like building and building and building yeah definitely but it almost seems like from like the dialogue she wrote it would have made more sense to like give him that like oh things are getting better and then like crush all his dreams right at the end (laughs) (laughs) to make that go down yeah because it just like it's like oh my god how much worse is it gonna get if (laughs) he's going on this trajectory (laughs) Well, I honestly keep reading it and I keep wondering when it's going to be that point where he decides he's leaving. Because I have a feeling it's going to happen in Twilight, like before New Moon even happens, that he basically sets in his mind that like, this isn't permanent. I'm just going to like stay till the end of high school or something and then like let her live her life. And I'm curious to see if that does happen. And if so, at what point, how long does like Edward lead her on? Mm-hmm. thinking that he's still going to be around and then new moon obviously we know what happens yeah yeah there was a lot of stuff in uh, these chapters in particular that to me foreshadowed or not even foreshadowed but like laid the groundwork for a lot of what happens in new moon yeah yeah i liked how nice edward was about jacob <laughs> yeah well that's what i wanted to talk about <laughs> <laughs> No, I knew there was something, but I couldn't remember and I forgot to write it down because I went and took a nap. Um, <laughs> no, I also, with the way he was like, oh, the, like, that's a sweet, what what did he say? Oh my God, I need to pull it up. He says his mind is pure and open. Which yes! Is exactly what I thought. Yeah. And I just lulled, like, I laughed so hard because I was just like, you know, these two hate each other and like hate the ground that the other walks on in later books. And so I just, I laughed really hard at that. Yeah, kind of bummed me out because Jacob turns into such a shit later, and he's such a sweetheart in Twilight. I know. Yeah, I I didn't think of that. I won't lie, but But as a number one Jacob fan, (laughs) yeah, I agree with that sentiment. Though that is a that's a valid point. Yeah, like, they roll up and Jacob is just, like, so excited to see Edward's car and, like, so excited to be seeing Bella and he's just, like, happy to be alive. And then, you know, he's going to turn into the Jacob we all know and love later. Yeah. Angst 202. Yeah. 
just two angsty boys <laughs> two angsty boys too much <laughs> angst for one ya book i didn't know that was possible but it is it's way it too is. much well, that's why she spread it out over four. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Gotta keep him, keep him coming back for more angst. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> Sophie, yeah. did you see that? There's a good moment for <laughs> Ed talks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like okay. So right at the end, Edward has like a really nice scene with Esme. <laughs> like it's just, a, it's pretty nice. I also just, before I get into it, I I like all of, well, two of the Cullen family just being like, are you going to keep Bella away from us forever? Like, <laughs> right true, true family dynamic being like, introduce us to your girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need to meet her even though you've only seen her for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, how Esme points out to Edward, like, why are you fighting with Alice? She can literally see the future. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is a very good point. Why are you fighting with Alice when you know, like, you know, she knows exactly what's going to happen. She literally can't be wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just to go a tangent here. That's part of the reason why the like characterization of Edward here is so weird to me because like he has all of these family members with like literal magic powers <laughs> telling him that yeah. like, yeah, you can just kind of like, yeah go for it like there's like i don't know where he got this feeling of self-blame and hate because no one in his family is forcing it on him yeah no one's been teaching him this and so like i don't know where he's getting it anyway i don't think we really have time to get into it but i have things to say about this later (laughs) okay we'll get into it for sure but yes let's do the ed talks (laughs) where uh, we hear only what another person in the room would hear when Edward is listening to thoughts. It's kind of weird because she does come in with some words at certain points, but uh starts with Esme asking, how are you, Edward? And he answers, I'm not entirely sure. It's up and down. Silence. <laughs> Edward saying, I caused my own pain. It's not her fault. <laughs> Silent. I am what I am. <laughs> you blame Carlisle? No. <laughs> it's not all suffering. <laughs> yes, when I'm not getting my in my own way, she does indeed. <laughs> and then Esme says, well, then that's all right. She's infuriating. Yeah. That would make me so mad. <sighs> Just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how emo that conversation was until you read it out loud like that yeah it's very emo yeah i was literally like oh did you pull that out of my 2008 diary (laughs) yeah right yeah right just like the part where esme thinks this girl she makes you happy and then edward answers with yes when i'm not getting in my own way i'm like "Mm, yeah Yeah, that's a a vibe (laughs) yeah that is a whole vibe (laughs) i got a lecture on that from my mom over Christmas. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Just like stop sabotaging your own happiness, and I was like, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I mean, I watched a TikTok that told me that I am avoiding real connection because I like the chase of the person who <laughs> attention maybe once a month. And for me, I'm like, I'm gonna change them. I'm gonna do it, and I am my own worst enemy. So alas. <laughs> 
Uh, and then we find out we're all Edward. <laughs> I am Edward. Great. Damn. I hate Damn. that for me. I hate that for you. <laughs> I hate that for all of us. Yeah. Be the opposite of Edward in your own life. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Be the anti-Edward. I mean, the anti-Edward is Jacob, and I don't think we want to be that either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want that. We could be Twilight Jacob. Twilight Jacob is a delight. Yeah, I'm into that. Okay, wholesome, pure, and open, <laughs> or whatever. <Yes. laughs> wow. Do you guys want to take some guesses on what's going to happen next time? Oh, wow. oh, what's the chapter's called again? <laughs> so in Midnight Sun, it is called. Oh, I just had it open. It's called Co- Closer. And then in Twilight, it is... Closer? Balancing. Oh, yes. It's balancing. (laughs) Balancing. I mean, we kind of know what happens in the Twilight one, because it leaked into the end of our Midnight Sun chapters for this week, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, the title balancing makes it seem like Bella has to deal with Charlie knowing that she and Edward are seeing each other maybe maybe i thought it was going to be about billy black because he shows up and he's aghast that bella is with a cullen because he knows that they're vampires right my thought was that she has to try to balance being like normal for charlie and jacob while knowing that billy black knows that she knows (laughs) Yeah. Maybe? I mean, it could, could be not that. I don't know. I just want the meadow scene. I feel like that's... Yeah. yeah. I'm getting impatient. Do you think the next Twilight chapter is just that? It or might maybe? be. It Part- might be. We might have like, to What are the two. ones after? Confessions? I'm cheating. I'm looking at the chapters that come after these chapters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it looks like we have two... uh, we have three Midnight Sun chapters in the period of this one Twilight chapter. Oh, God. Oh, no. That's so much. We have to read many. They're called Closer Probability and The Knot. Until the chapters have the same title again? Yeah. And then after that, there are confessions. Maybe this means, because like, these two chapters in Midnight Sun, we got a like a like lot of new stuff, yeah, yeah. which was great. Into that, Loved it. yeah, of that so much. So maybe that means there'll be a bunch of new stuff now. Although I don't know how we're going to talk about it in only an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we might have to do. Maybe we'll have to split it up into one chapter just on Midnight Sun. But we'll find out next week, I guess. We'll yeah. find out. Okay, wait. So the other one was what was the other one? I forgot already. Uh, closer. closer, closer. What do we think? Closer in Midnight Sun means just, just closer. Just closer. I feel like they get closer to each other. Like he finally holds her hand, or like they do kiss in this. I just don't remember when. I don't think it's got to be in the meadow. Probably during confessions they kiss, right? Yeah, yeah I know in the movie it takes place in her bedroom. Mm. Whoa. Yeah, don't you? There's like the scene that I think they like get back from the meadow and then they go up to her room because he can like sneak in through the window and then like he crawls onto the bed, they kiss, and then he like flies against the closet because he's like, No, I'm gonna kill you. 
I can absolutely wait to watch this movie. I never want to watch it. What happens in Closer? Maybe it's like, oh, maybe it has to do with a vision from Alice. And it's like, oh, it's closer to us meeting her or it's closer to her becoming a vampire. Maybe like that's when the, because we know, I mean, I remember at least that there's like those other vampires that come to Tan and try to eat Bella. Maybe Alice like sees them deciding to come to Forks and is like, oh, suddenly Bella is going to become a vampire sooner. Oh, maybe. 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 That's what's going to happen in my fan fiction rewrite. Okay. I mean, that's all that really matters. (laughs) <laughs> or do they like confess that they love each other at this point already and that's like the closer they're like i love oh, you maybe i love you too that's probably in the confessions chapter yeah that, that actually yeah that makes more sense <laughs> well i guess um we all have no idea so we'll find out next time <laughs> zero oh, man, now, now i'm curious <laughs> well you have to wait two weeks hannah <laughs> oh no well <laughs> In the meantime, if you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content or speculate on what closer means on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and also on YouTube. So Edward had some choice thoughts about Mike this chapter in the sense that he said, and I quote, I didn't like his perspective, just like we don't like yours, Edward. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, I want to play a game. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. So, no. Edward just spends two chapters like rapid fire interrogating Bella, and I want to know some of your answers to these questions. Ah! Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. What's your favorite color? Blue. Blue. Also blue. Movie. Oh, fuck. King Arthur, but the one with Clive Owen. (laughs) (laughs) Owl's Moving Castle. Uh, Pacific Rim. Scent. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what? Mm. Vanilla. Scent. Wait, no. Scent. Like those wood fire candles. Pine yeah. trees. Ooh, yeah, the snowy pine and balsam fir candle from Chapter. Yes! Hell yeah. Yes. We're all very yeah. Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sports team. Uh, uh pass. <laughs> oh, um, wait, can I pick an individual? Sure. Oh, wait, I just forgot every tennis player I follow. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> if it's an individual, I pick Megan Rapinoe. <laughs> what sport is she? Is she hockey? Soccer. She's soccer? the soccer lady. Okay. Uh, 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 I pick, what's his name? Vasic Pospisil. That's who I pick. He's a tennis player from Canada. Oh. I'm going to pick the McLaren Mercedes Formula One racing team. Don't tell me that it's not a sport. I don't care. <laughs> the toppings. Ooh. Oh, green olives. Ooh. Whoa. Spicy take. <laughs> Hear me out. Just put honey on your pizza and it's infinitely better. What? Oh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, mine's mushrooms. 